Hey, hey, welcome back, team. How you doing out there, you macro, micro, and marvelous organisms? I'm Alex Hofeld, and this is Beautiful Dust Spec. Each episode of this podcast will show you that the ordinary moments of the now are truly extraordinary beyond the utmost imagination. All you got to do is put on your headphones, open up your mind to a little curiosity, and try and embrace the feeling of science. And that's what I'm doing here. All I'm doing is I'm throwing my hat into the ring of the 100,000 podcasts that are out there because I want to show the, my listeners, show anyone who wants to expand their brain and enjoys a little bit of science and a little bit of life and a little bit of wonder that science is one of the best motivational tools on the planet that if you drill down and just peel back even the tiniest amount of layers of any aspect of life nature earth solar systems universes you know it you are going to get stoked you are going to feel connected you are going to feel wondrous and you're going to feel awesome and i'm here to tell you that you are you are the most complex machine that you can imagine and that machine is going to go through this journey that you call life it's going to have the highs it's going to have the lows it's going to have the ups, it's going to have the downs, it's going to have love and sadness, heartache and heart wonder, all the entire spectrum of this, you know, like right now the the drastic emotions of the Cubs in the World Series, right? I'm a Cubs fan, I've been a Cubs fan forever, but oh man, we're down 2-1, it's getting crazy. So what I want us to think about, I want us to understand this, and through all the episodes, through everything what I'm doing, no matter if it's a big topic, like a universal topic, you know, rapid expansion of the universe, black holes, or the tiniest little thing like today, like cells, like nuclei, like DNA, like like atoms, it's all connected. It's all a series of systems. It's a system upon systems. It's circles upon circles of wonder with you at the focal point, you getting to be this thing that you're going to call you, that I get to call me, that we get to call life. And at the core of this life is this episode's topic, is cells. You hear about it. You know about it. These cells break into two categories, the prokaryotes and the eukaryotes. Prokaryotes are the bacterium, which we don't seem, doesn't seem to matter too much, but I'll talk about in a second why they're vital to you and me. Then there's the eukaryotes, the rest of the uh, the rest of the kingdoms of life. Archaeobacteria and eubacteria, the prokaryotes. Simple, teeny tiny, single cell, little tiny organisms with no nucleus. They just have some ribosomes, they can make proteins, and they have some DNA. Then there's us, this incredibly huge, complex eukaryotic cell. And there's an amazing stat. A lot of the stats in this episode and kind of the cool fun facts I get from this come from a book called A Short History of Nearly Everything from Bill Bryanson. If you're a nerd, if you're not a nerd, read this day book. It is so good. It just goes through like a tale of like not just the science of how we've gotten to the understanding of today. It goes into the science and the scientists behind it. And it's just amazing. You learn things like understanding the age of the earth was like an epic, crazy adventure of all this. And it gets into the, some of the guys here with the cells. And you know, the big hitters in the in the, in the the cell game back in the day, in the, in, in the now, it began with Robert Hooke. Robert Hooke was the first guy to have an advanced microscope, took a sliver of cork cells, and he saw these little tiny individual little like squares. They look like cells that monks sat in, and he called them cells. And then later on, Antoine van Leeuwenhoek was the first guy to come up with these things that he called animalcules. He looked at a drop of water, and he was he, he saw protista. He saw the tiny little things. And if you've never gotten to look at a, some pond water in biology class, go to your local high school to, with some pond water and borrow a microscope and be blown away by it. Tiny little things zipping around, moving around. And then Theodore Schwann was the first guy to say that all living things were made of cells, which was then validated by Louis Pasteur and that said that all that cells can't come from pre-existing cells. And this focus this focuses this turns into what's now called the cell theory. And again, a theory is not a guess. A theory is a wondrous epic understanding of science that explains the why something is the way that it is. So here you sit on this planet, surrounding by the epi- most epic biosphere that we can possibly imagine. We haven't even found microbial life on an extraterrestrial planet, let alone complex organisms, let alone an 
Earth of upwards of 30, 30, 30 million different species. Species, people. There's close to 7 billion singular organisms called Homo sapien on this planet. 380,000 different types of beetles. And we'll talk about the bacteria. Inside you is 3 to 5 pounds of bacteria in and on you right now, ranging in all different types of size scales of it. And I'll do an episode down the road where we talk about this, this what's called the gut biome, and how this bacteria is vital for us. And now we sit with the cell theory and think about it for a second, that all living things are made of cells, that cell, no cells come from pre-existing cell, no, I'm sorry, all cells come from pre-existing cells, and cells are the basic unit of structure and function. So if you want to feel connected to this earth and connected to life, and even to the person, the dog, the cat, the hamster sitting next to you in your home, your, your kids, your family, your significant others, you're made of the same stuff. You are all made of cells. Those cells that are decoding into proteins with their DNA, and all those cells are made of molecules created in the cores of stars. Five minutes and seven seconds into this episode, I could stop, and that's enough for you to chew on for days. You are made of star stuff. You are an epic machine of 10,000 trillion different working parts. This machine that started as one, at one time when the egg and the sperm came together, you got the building blocks of you. You were a tiny, single-celled, little, tiny... You were just a cell that was able now to replicate over and over and over again. And it did this. It goes and makes perfect copies of itself. And that cell, just to give you an idea of the complexity of it, if you can, picture a yeast cell. So a yeast cell is an incredibly teeny, tiny little thing. It's, it's a single-celled little organism. It's what you can put into bread and fermentation and all that good stuff. And within that, there, if you could really break it down on a molecular level to the amount of stuff that it is made up of, it is equivalent to taking a 747 in terms of components and crushing it down to that tiny little thing that is like the size of a grain of sand. What? That's just awesome. The complexity of that yeast cell is incredible, let alone the complexity of your cells. Your cells are way more complex than this. They're bigger. They're more impressive. They're more intense, right? And that's what they're going to do. That's what they are. They are these itty-bitty little machines. And after just 47 doublings inside your mom, you have 10,000 trillion cells, roughly, and you're ready to be a person. You're ready to come into this world, and those cells are going to take care of you. They're going to be with you. They're, they're trained. They're not even trained. They know, they know specifically what to do. They're doing incredible amounts of things, and that's their number one goal. Their number one goal is they're, they're devoted to your health and happiness. They are devout to doing the things that you want to do. All you have to do is you have to put food into your mouth and inhale oxygen. And then, like, go to sleep. That's really all you have to take care of. The system of this incredibly complex system of 10,000 trillion working parts. This kind of, like, city of all these workers coming together to keep Alex alive. Yes. That's what they're doing. And no one trained them. They didn't go to school with, like, Big Papa Daddy Cell or, like, you know, spend X amount of years. Like, I have a bachelor's degree in being a liver cell. Like, it's pretty great. Like, oh, no way. I'm, I'm a nerve cell. They just know. When they start off as this and they go from 1 to 2 to 4 to 8, over time, they hit a point where they start to what's called differentiate, just like you, me, and us in our lives, right? We all start off as kids, and as we go through these days, we're differentiating into the things that we are good at, the things we enjoy, the things that make us happy. If you're not doing that, reach out, try and figure out something that makes you happy, and that's use these cells for happiness, not for sadness, because that's what they're doing. They're gonna come. They're gonna. They're gonna kind of give you what you give them. If you give them bad stuff, if you give them bad vibes, they they are almost ingrained to kind of mirror them to bounce 
bounce those vibes back to you through, you know, nucleosynthesis and through chemicals, through what we talked about before with the neurochemistry of the whole world. So anything we do with these bodies, you name it, they do it. They, they reward us for rewards. They make us feel sadder. They make us feel happier. Our emotions are, in essence, personified through these. Your favorite thing to do, like mine is, my favorite things to do are ski, are to hit a golf ball, are to just kind of express my human motions and, and, and movement abilities. They're all the mice from my cells. Again, just absolutely unbelievable in all ways, shapes, or forms. So what a cell's job is, what they do, what their role is, to the what they're accomplishing is roughly five things. Their job is to reproduce. Their job is to replicate over and over and over again because you're losing upwards of 50 to 70 billion cells every every day you're alive. Huge amounts of cells that you're, you know, that you're losing. It's roughly like you're losing, on average, 500 brain cells a day, which is kind of bad because the neurons of the body, the neurons that make up your brain, are they don't replicate. They just rewire and rework. I did that, talked about that in one of my early episodes. You're getting, you get roughly a few billion of these neurons. The connections that they can make, the connections that they can form through an awesomeness of called neuroplasticity, they can actually, they'll, they'll, they'll rewire themselves. They'll make new connections. And if you calculate out the amount of possible connections in your brain, it's more stars than there are in the universe. Incredible amount of connections. A, a connected universe within your mind. And just so you know, when I'm talking to you right now, these words are going through through the technological ether of the internet, through your headphones into your brain, and I am wiring your brain differently. Your brain is changing. My brain is changing as I'm putting these words into motion, as I'm putting these words out there and forming them in my brain, communicating with them through the awesomeness that is speaking. It is changing your neurons, changing some of the cells of your body. So these cells have a huge amount of jobs. Their first one's to replicate. Their second one is to make energy so they can survive and keep going. Then they have to make proteins. They also have to be able to regulate what goes into and out of them. And finally, they have to do cellular signaling. And that is a rudimentary five-step process that I teach my my bio kids because I teach regular bio. I teach baby bio. I don't teach AP bio. But that's pretty much their goal. That's their job. And inside the machine, if you think of a cell as an individual organism, they have roles. They have little tiny helpers within the helper. It's like, they always use the analogy of a factory, and that works. It's like a car. It's a system, right? We talk about a system. You have your Xbox system, your PlayStation, your car, whatever. I just take away one component of that, your entire gorgeous Tesla, whatever it is you drive. I want a Tesla, people. Best car out there. Actually, I have a Volt, though, and the Volt is pretty amazing. I highly recommend getting a Chevy Volt. Car's the bomb. I got like three years, 120 miles per gallon. It's pretty epic. So, anyways, back to the systems here. If I were just to take away the steering wheel, just pull the steering wheel off of your car, one one component, one component of this entire crazy thing that you get to call a car, you are going to end up with a car that doesn't work. It's still a car. It still functions, but it, it still has structure. It just can no longer perceive and do the functions that it does. And your your body is like that. So the first off, the making proteins, those come that comes down to the role. The replication is actually, I'll talk about that last, I guess. So the, the first part is, is proteins. The proteins are made by the ribosomes through an incredibly epic central dogma of biology called protein synthesis. They are able to manipulate and take together only 20 amino acids. 20 amino acids through transcription, translation. I'll do a whole other episode on this some other down. Infinite episodes we can do on this show. And they can then turn that into proteins. They don't really know. They think in our body there's roughly 20, 200,000 different types of proteins. And some say we only know like what 2% of them do. I've also read stats on 50%, but that kind of determines on what you mean by understand them. All right? 
And that's just incredibly cool to think about. So there's only 20, 200,000 different types of proteins. And without getting too intense with it, protein is you. Protein is what allows, it makes enzymes to do reactions. It makes the structures. And biology is simply a concept of structure versus function. If you have structures that allow you to function in nature, aka survive, you will survive and pass that along. And the next generation will survive and onwards and onwards and onwards. And that's biology. Humans lose sight of that sometimes into this connectivity of with nature. And, you know, I'm a big believer in global climate change. I, I'm, I will say it. I'm not afraid to say it because it's completely based in science. And I think it comes down to believing in science versus not. But again, you're totally entitled to your own opinion. And I'm sorry if that sounded condescending, but we don't, we lose sight of this, that it's pretty coming. It's coming down to our cells. People always talk about like the earth is dying, bro. Like save the planet. The planet is fine. The planet's been here on this incredible, epic, epic, massive extinction, back and forth fluxes of all kinds of things from being covered in snow to fire to hotness to meteors to today but what we talk about global warming in our cells we're talking about can our cells survive the ecosystem and survive the environment that it has right now and that's what's pro- that's what's happening our environment is going to change so hopefully our cells have the proteins that allow us to function with the proper structures within this greater scheme that we call earth and be able to survive and that's where we're at here. We're going through this thing. So that's what the cell does. It makes the proteins. It then needs energy for that. The, the maker of the energy is what everyone always refers to as the mighty mitochondria, because we always give you guys analogies in biology class. The mighty mitochondria are what make energy. And I did my last episode, two episodes ago, was on this, the endosymbiosis of this whole thing. That's where cellular respiration takes place. It is a very tiny amount, little itty-bitty amount of voltage. But if you personified that, and if you took it on a grander scale and made it like relative to Earth... The amount of electricity teeming on the surface and ripping through the inter- like cytoplasm, the liquid inside the cell, is equivalent to the, a thunderhead bolt. So like a bolt of lightning exists with inside the cell, and that idea of endosymbiosis that took place 3.2 billion years ago is incredibly cool. And that's what allows for us to be so big. The original organisms are thought to have existed and came on the evolutionary ladder, life existing on this planet really 3.8 billion years ago, and it took that long for that to take place, not even talking about photosynthesis, onwards and upwards continuously going here so they make the energy and that's pretty much it all you have to do is eat and breathe you combine your the what the molecular structures of the sugar in your food with oxygen and it produces atp it produces adonium triphosphate the stuff adazine triphosphate the stuff that is the energy currency that allows you to pretty much continue to make proteins and that's what your cell needs to do it also has to be able to regulate what goes into and out through this amazing phospholipid bilayer a tiny little layer of fat which is why fat is so important to eat which is why i follow the bulletproof diet and i eat a ton of fat about like 75 percent of my calories come from quality fats i've been drinking buttered coffee for like three years now our brains made of fats the outer layering of all of our cells the myelin sheath of our nerves and is made of fat so this regulates what goes into and out through diffusion through osmosis through passive and active transport back and forth so you can kind of just see I'm, I'm going i'm ranting and raving here but it's just the amount of things that these 10,000 10,000 trillion things must do every single day is just amazing lastly it, it, so it has to be able to regulate what goes in and out it has to be able to communicate what goes in and out it actually does that with proteins more so than anything through chemical and, and cellular signaling the Golgi body allows this to happen the endoplasmic reticulum transfers the proteins throughout and then it must finally, doing all the stuff that it does, it has to be able to replicate. It has to be able to take this machine and interconnectedly change it and just make it perfect. It has to go from one to two and make them identical through the process of mitosis. Mitosis makes 
perfect cells. Makes one cell into two, two to four, four to eight, identically. All those parts, all those machines have to be copied and manipulated and done over and over and over again perfectly, let alone the DNA inside your cell. And that's what the cell's main you know, main, uh, main pertinent, what's the word, main structure that it really requires the most use of is the DNA. You always hear it as the blueprints of life. It's the blueprint of life, bro. Like, yeah, because it is what allows, it's what, what's the cell uses to decode proteins through protein synthesis. So, you know, that's really, we're, we're coming on down here. I'm trying to keep the show under 20 minutes, but the amount of things that are going into and out of these cells is just beyond amazing. It's just going this way and that way. And maybe I'll do another episode trying to get a little more drilled down into this. You know, if you were to be inside a cell, it would not be a fun place. You'd be walking through this epic girdle of the cytoskeleton, almost like these little tiny, like scaffoldings that go surrounded by cytoplasm, proteins ripping around, chemicals ripping around this, this thunderbolt of lightning worth of charges. Thousands and thousands of things taking place, you know, just huge, huge amounts of these enzymes. Enzymes doing jobs, doing thousands of jobs per second. Brad proteins being able to be broken down into proteosomes and just taken away and proofreading the DNA going back and forth while your DNA is being hit and bombarded and broken and shattered and repaired over and over and over again. And just getting back to the idea that they all know how to do this. They do this perfectly. They do it every single day. If they didn't do it perfectly and the cell lost some of this idea, and went this way, that way, or other way, or started replicating out of out of out of sync, or started not doing the things that it's supposed to do. It would not be the cell that it needs to be, and it could possibly turn into cancer. So that's us, man. That's you. So after the episode here, in a mere twenty minutes of listening to this, you can sit down and kind of meditate, be mindful, just appreciate it. So you open and close your hands, you move, you stand, you walk, you cry, you laugh, you giggle, you you cheer, you scream, you headbutt, you hit you hits you do whatever it is you do in the human evolution the human experience that is now it's because your cells can do this this epic machine this incredibly awesome symphonic symphony of molecular energies of molecular correlations of molecular jobs and structures coming together your cells got your back you kind of feel the mind your mind is where we live we live in the consciousness you know the the ideas of that inner inner self-talk that is us and it's what we're trying to do as yoga teachers there's really anybody that practices just mindful living. You're trying to get the body and the mind to go. So we're going to use our mind at the end of this episode here as we close it out and out to feel the body, to feel this. And even if you're bummed right now, if you're not stoked on whatever it is that's happening in your life, take a second to think of what it is. Think of that life. Think of being a machine that rivals, doesn't even come, you can't even say rival. We can nowhere come near to to just even replicating the tiniest little things. Like we can't, we can't replicate cellular respiration. We can't replicate photosynthesis, let alone replicate a machine of 10,000 trillion working parts that work perfectly and is self-replicating, self-correcting, self-taking care of, self-destroying, taking care of it. We're this, this perfect little machine that just goes back and forth and back and forth and we get to live in this little life for the tiniest amount of time because our cells are dying. Our things are degrading. They're down-regulating. They're going. We're losing brain cells. Like You, you really like use the mind while you got it today. Take 
time to ingest good foods and get rest and get sleep and be mindful. Suck all of the life out of this body. Don't listen to one type of music. Listen to several. Read a book. Read Harry Potter again or for the first time. Just enjoy the things that are life because your cells will reward you for feeling good. You feel good because of your cells and the more we feel good, the more the cells will reward us for feeling good. And it perpetuates. It snowballs into the now. And that's it, man. That's what we're doing. You, you, that's what you want out of life. You want to be curious. If you've lost your curiosity right now, turn it back on a little bit. Listen to this podcast. Share it with your friends. Have a conversation with the person next to you. Sidebar, if you talk science to most people, they won't listen, but find someone that'll listen. Hopefully you got a girlfriend, a husband, a wife, a friend, a colleague, somebody on the internet. You can just, you know, share this. Hey, yes, it'll help me and my show and get me to communicate with more people. And it'll also keep the conversation going. It'll keep it feeling fresh. And I'm telling you, it'll keep you feeling good. Each week, come back to this and I, I'm sorry for my listeners who've been doing this a while and understanding I've disappeared yes the marathon did not go well I finished it was absolute hell I'll tell you about it some other time but I'm trying to get back on this life got a little out of hand here and I'm going to center this and I'm telling you right now I've been down and I've been bummed and just recording this episode makes me feel good again makes me feel connected makes me want to sit back close my eyes after I click pause here and just embrace the wonder that is me because you are the most wondrous awesome amazing thing that's out there. So please reach out to me if this resonated with you, if this made you feel stoked, go on beautifuldustspecs.com and find the blog. You can comment there. I'll post these episodes to that. I'll upgrade it on uh, Beautiful Dust Specs on Facebook. You know, you can find me on Beautiful Dust Specs at Instagram, some way, shape, or form, or just beautifuldustspecs at gmail.com. Reach out to a brother and let me know because, oh God, when you guys email me, my cells light up, baby. I feel good. It is so good hearing even just the utmost comments of what this is. And if you have any ideas for shows, any wonders of this. I want to start a new segment soon called Freestyle Fridays where I'm going to have you guys if you want, you can text me or you can like write in or actually record your voice using some programs I have and give me three words and I'm just going to kind of freestyle just riff off of those words in my little science ranty ways. It may be super annoying, it may be fun, I don't know, we'll see. It's kind of like spoken word or like freestyle rapping science nerd style. So anyways guys, go out, go forth, be you, be awesome, enjoy the cellular amazing epicness that you are today and love the moments of the now, love the moments of tomorrow and love your life baby because you are a beautiful dust speck and i love you for it peace